This is Agents Influence Podcast. Students and, and people are not just falling into insurance like so many others have before. They're choosing it and they're picking that as a career path. And so it's just a tremendous opportunity, I think, for young talent and for them to bring in fresh ideas and fresh skills and really fill that talent gap and meet that need. So I always tell our students it's a great time to be joining the insurance industry. Learn from those who are gearing up to conclude their career and make an impact from early on. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with Jason Cass. And today I have quite a duo here with us. Normally I don't always have two people on. Sometimes I do when I get she with me or I got Ryan Hanley with me. But today I have Zane Smith and I have Alyssa Bochard. Close, Bouchard. Bouchard. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The, the loyal listeners are actually, that's who we call the people listening. And Alyssa, I have to tell you, like, I butcher everybody's name. And I've been bragging lately that I've been doing good. So, boom, there it is, loyal listeners. I'm keep terrible. You humble. Bouchard. <laughs> Bouchard, is that right? Bouchard? Bouchard, that's it. Yeah. Okay. okay, I like it. I was close. I really was close, but I still just butchered it. So um, anyways, hey, both of you guys, welcome uh, to the podcast. It's glad to have you. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where it would really be bad is if I butchered your last name, Zane. It'd be yeah, like, dude, come on, on bro. bro. It's Smith. Smith? Uh, Smith? Uh, Smith? Uh, anyways, it's Smith. Zane Smith. So hey, I've got, uh, if you guys are ready, I'm ready. And I've got some questions for you first. You ready? Yeah, we're yes, here for yeah. it. All right, Zane, you an iPhone, you a droid user. Uh, absolutely iPhone. I, I grew up with iPhones. I can remember when I was probably all the way back in the third grade and my mom got like the first generation iPhone ever and we all sat on the couch playing it. And I've been an iPhone person since. Been since, huh? Okay. Uh, what's the last app you downloaded? Oh, goodness. Um, it was Duolingo, actually. Um, really? I'm a college student, so I was taking Spanish this last semester. And so now that school's over for a little while, I'm trying not to lose all of my Spanish. So downloaded Duolingo and I've been doing the Spanish lessons. There, that is so smart to do that. It's something that I've pushed my children into as well because, I mean, let's just, I think they say by the United States Census Bureau, 2037 Hispanics will be the um, majority uh, race, I think is what is what they're saying. Twenty, And actually it was like 2050 something. And then just in the last one, it came all the way down to like 2037 or 2034 or something um, on, the, on the latest census. So it shows how fast yeah. that they're growing. So you can only imagine how much of a asset that will be. Um, I have, I do a bunch of missionary work, Zane, in uh, Cuba. And one of the things that I, you will notice there are that some of the most, um, I don't want to say successful and wealthy, but some of the people who um, are able to find the most jobs and stuff in Cuba are those who had parents when they were younger that were smart enough to say, hey, English is something you need to learn, right? So we're seeing that opposite happening here in America where it's like, hey, learn Spanish because pretty soon that's going to be who you're going to need to be able to uh, 
cater to and live next to. And, you know, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's important, dude. Keep that up. Duolingo. Alyssa, how about you? You an iPhone, you a Droid user? I'm an iPhone user, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> are you not? You're. What are you? Oh, I'm a Droid user. I'm a Droid user. Yeah, I'm a Droid user. That's the question I've asked since my very first podcast back in 2013. I've asked that question, and so I just go along. So you guys know, um, it's unofficial, but it almost falls in the 80/20 rule. 80% of people are um, iPhone users. 20% of my guests have been Droid users. What's really amazing is when you look, and, and Alyssa, you're kind of a statistics kind of, you know, segregating people out, so you like this stuff. But it's like um, uh, eight, the, the people who use iPhones are, uh, of my listeners, are all C-suites, okay? I don't know if I've ever had a development, a dev guy who actually builds the, the software or the technology or, an, or an, uh, an engineer. I've never had one come on that was ever an iPhone user. They're all Droid users. Wow. It's, it's really, really crazy. But the C-suite, the C-suites, the, the, the CEOs, the CFOs, always, the heads of the companies, always iPhone users. It's really, really weird when you break it down that way. All right. So it sounds yeah. like we're primed for success based on that alone. Yeah. There you go. I, I guess, guess so. so. I, I guess, guess so. so. If statistics matter, that's one of them right there. Um, and maybe, did you tell me, what, what was the, what's the last app you downloaded, Alyssa? Um, TikTok, actually. I, I finally joined... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm like the worst millennial ever. I could never get into Snapchat. I, I just figured out how to listen to podcasts two months ago. I'm the worst millennial ever, but I finally, finally joined, joined, jumped on that bandwagon. So TikTok. <laughs> I literally am trying to, and I'm and I'm about six months away from moving, removing all social media from my phone except for TikTok. I'm not going to say I'm going to get rid of my accounts just off of my phone. Um, all those others can be. Yeah, I think Twitter's the most evil place in the world. That's me personally. I just think that there's mean people out there, and that is where they reside. I love TikTok though. So entertaining. Yeah. If you can capture my wife's attention and have her sitting in the living room just giggling all the time, I'm thinking you're doing something good. I got to tell you that. Oh my gosh, uh, I love TikTok. I love TikTok. I love TikTok. <laughs> too much. Huge too TikTok much. TikTok person. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. I, I do get jealous, and I, jealous isn't the right word, but envious. Like, I'm like, man, I wish they'd had this when I was 18, because I'm the person that had been making the videos and doing all that, because I still do it today, and my sons are like, dad, dad, no, dad, dad, no, you're not going to post that, dad, that will not work, you know? So you so, post the content then, you're you're not just a watcher, you're... you're not yet, yeah. I've thought about it, because I'm, I'm very big on content, but... I think a lot of my content back from earlier, my sons tell me, would actually work on TikTok um, today because I used to do a lot back in the day on video when no one was doing video. But today, I will go on. The reason why I love TikTok is it shows the creativity of people. And the yeah. creativity of people is amazing what they can think of. I'm like, how did someone think about doing this? You know, So it's fantastic. Just Smart. part of being human. Love humans. Love humans. Next question, Zane. Uh, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I'm going to be honest. I hate to lose, which is probably the inappropriate answer. Um, but I just can't stand losing. You can't stand losing? I can't stand it. Mm, okay. I would anyway, rather get second than get last. All right. All right. That's, that's actually very good to have. Sometimes it'll drive you nuts late at night when you can't sleep when you're working, but that's okay. It's good to have. Alyssa, what about you? I love to win. I love to win. I think you know this, Jason. I'm, a, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm the achiever on, on the scale. Um, I love to win. Super competitive. 
Yeah. Aren't threes and sevens very compatible? I I think so. No? But remind me, seven is that what you are? Remind me what that yeah, one that's, is. Yeah, that's that's me. Like half crazy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and I'll fun. be honest with. Well, you know, and Enneagram was so huge back, like, and it still is, um, but it was like, it's like all my friends were talking about three, four years ago, and then now, I actually forgot about it for a, for about a year until I heard you talk about it on the stage in Oklahoma, and I was like, oh, Enneagram, wow, yeah, um, and I can't, all I know is I know is that I'm a seven, and uh, when you look at it, but I think there's a close relationship with the seven and the three, because I think that my business partner is a three, I, I'll have to... I have to sketch it back on that. And and the reason why is because we're actually opposites. Yeah. But we fit each other really mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super interesting. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing I found out from asking this question here is, is it seems like um, sometimes the younger like the hate to lose. This is not like it is with the iPhone droid. It's not that clear cut. And the, the older usually like to win. And... I've thought about that a lot, you know, and when I was younger and I was the one producing all of my business in my agency, um, if I lost, that was like, I didn't make, I didn't have a paycheck. Right. right? So it was like more important to me that I could not lose, you know, so I would get upset about it. But now that I oversee people and I'm the owner, I love to win more because when I win, that's not means I win. And that's because other people are winning, right? Because when those other people are winning, then I'm winning. So it's kind of like, okay, that's because I, because I didn't like just all of a sudden wake up one day and go like, you know what? All of a sudden I like to win. But I did after asking this question for almost 10 years now, my mind has changed and I, and I pose that to be that. Does that make sense, Zane? Yeah, that makes sense. The more I think about it, the more I think both are true for me, actually, because Alyssa talked about loving to win. And then I was sitting here. I love to win, too. So I don't know. It's, they're probably both true for me. It's OK. okay. That's the point of the <laughs> it's, a, it's part of the question, right? Uh, yeah. You can see it both ways. Um, and then it's just like this one adds on to it. Luck or skill, Zane? Skill, uh, the two things we believe here at the at the Agency Alliance got you to where you are today. What would you say is probably your biggest one, skill or luck? Um. I'm going to say skill because a lot of the things, a lot of the things that you deal with in life, it, it matters how you look at it, how you work through it. And so I would say that skill is a, is a huge part of, of everything. Now, there's always right. luck as well, but skill helps. That's right. You're damn right. You're, what, do you, what do you say, Alyssa? I'm right there with you, Zane. Skill, um, determination, hard work, and, and honing those skills. Absolutely. That's right. That usually puts you in the right place at the right time. And sometimes we consider that luck. So that's exactly right. So let's tell the loyal listeners here a little bit different. Uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to um, talk about uh, Alyssa. I want you to talk about who you are. Take us in about three to four minutes. Uh, take us back to college, wherever, and sh- tell us how you got to where you are now. And then Zane, I want you to do the same thing uh, that you that will then merge there with Alyssa to how we got to this podcast. So Alyssa, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Thank you. I, I, so I first became interested in the insurance industry when I was in college at Appalachian State University. And at the time, I was a, a general business management major. I had no idea what I wanted to do with a career in the long run. And um, I remember being at, I was actually at a tailgate before a football game. And there with my friends and had some friends who were in the risk management and insurance program in the Gamma Iota Sigma chapter at App. And they're talking about insurance at 
at a tailgate. I'm thinking, okay, this is strange. They're like, yeah, we just got back from this this cool insurance conference. And I'm like, this is very strange. What are they talking about this for? But um, so that's kind of my, my first touch point with insurance. And at the time, I was working to put myself through school. Um, I grew up in small town North Carolina, humble beginnings, and so I was working hard to, to pay for school. And the RMI program promised me scholarship money. So <laughs> they said, you know, we'll, we'll help you pay for school if you become an RMI major. And so I did it. I, I jumped in, and I absolutely just fell in love with the industry and felt so supported from really early on. Um, so I graduated, I, I went to work, started my career in the wholesale brokerage side of the business, working in property insurance, and then uh, just really had this passion for, for talent and was trying to find my place in the industry. So I spent some time working actually in HR for a Fortune 500 insurance carrier specializing in early career recruiting and, and programs, um, did that and then really finally found my my home in the industry, if you will, on the association management side of the business. So I uh, worked for uh, the Asso- American Association of Managing General Agents for a while, um, fo- specializing in education and next-gen initiatives, and then uh, came over to Gamma Iota Sigma about three years ago and I'm leading our industry engagement and our partnerships and just feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to support students like Zane and work with students like Zane every day and touch so many different areas of the, the business of the industry from you know, life and health to PNC to you know, working with your insurance, large insurance carriers, all the way to your you know independent agencies and, and brokerages and all the specialties in between. So. Uh, very fortunate to have landed in wow. in the industry, um, and it all started at a at a tailgate, <laughs> football tailgate. So. Yeah, I mean, we st- we consider ourselves geeks today if we're sitting around at at, at lunch talking about um, <laughs> talking about insurance, you know. But then again, here you are in college, and there's some people sitting around talking about it at a tailgate football, slamming beer and talking about risk management. You're thinking, wow, what are these guys talking right. about? You know. Yeah. So that that is crazy, Zane. Tell us, give us a little bit about you, brought us you here. Yeah, mine was very similar. I never had a plan uh, to land in insurance. So I'm I'm from Texas, born and raised. I've been here my whole life. Uh, I grew up in the DFW area. Um, I was raised Catholic, so that landed me at a Catholic university. I landed at St. Mary's University in San Antonio. So still in Texas, but moved about six hours south. Um, And so joining St. Mary's, I knew I wanted to study business. Uh, I think I entered as an international business major. I honestly can't even remember because it changed pretty quickly. Uh, But I entered university knowing I wanted to study business. I had no idea uh, about the insurance industry past. I just thought that's who you got your car insurance from. I had no idea it went any deeper than that. Um, And so I entered college not knowing anything. And right off the bat, kind of similar to Alyssa, People constantly kept telling me about um, risk management, about how it's the best program to be in, in their opinion, at the school. They told me about Gamma Iota Sigma, which is uh, our professional risk management fraternity that we have at the university. And so people kept telling me that first semester, join, 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 get into it. Uh, And so I took the chance and I joined uh, Gamma Iota Sigma, our organization at the school, kind of dove in head first my first semester um, at college. And so right off the bat, uh, via Gamma Iota Sigma, I was able to get an internship at um, a very large uh, broker. And so I was actually able to stay with them for two years in that internship. When I started out, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know a single thing about insurance. I didn't know 
a single ounce of the terminology. Uh, I didn't know anything about the industry. I entered with absolutely zero knowledge. And just through the course of that internship, um, I was able to really fall in love with the industry, fall in love with kind of dealing with the complexity of those coverages, fall in love with kind of how the industry works. And I got more and more involved in Gamma Iota Sigma. So I took a student leadership position. I eventually ended up chapter president where I am now. This is actually, I finished up my first semester serving as chapter president and I got more involved with Gamma Iota Sigma on the national level as well. So going to the conferences that Gamma Iota Sigma has and helping out with kind of grand chapter projects. So that's how Alyssa and I met is kind of me working with that grand chapter side of things for Gamma Iota Sigma. And I love it and I'm absolutely here to stay. Wow, dude, that's awesome. Uh, Alyssa, give me some more, because um, we're not in your world, mm -hmm. okay? And you, you're also talking to somebody here who didn't even go to college, right? I, I didn't go to college. So tell me about this Gamma Sigma, like, so is this, so you actually work on behalf of the sorority, or give me, give me some, what, what, all right, not the sorority, sorry. That's all right. It's I'll all take right. it from sorry. here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god loyal listeners it's 9 21 in the morning i should be more awake than i am dad go ahead Lisa. please give me a little bit more make it clearer for us of what you do yeah. and what this organization is yeah so gamma iota sigma is a, a student professional organization a collegiate fraternity uh, that is completely focused on the risk management and insurance industry so our mission is to promote and sustain student interest in insurance careers and that's all insurance careers could be claims gotcha. or underwriting or brokerage uh, you know, whatever it may be, marketing, you name it. And so we actually have 5,000 student, uh, student members representing 97 colleges and universities across wow. the U.S. who are um, a couple of Canada chapters as well. But it's, it's so cool because Zane is, is one of our best and brightest, obviously a great example of, of what you see. But our students are all pursuing insurance careers. They don't have to be sold on a career in the insurance industry. They they already have committed their careers to that. So, And that's half the battle, right? Is t talking students mm -hmm. into saying, hey, don't you want to come work for insurance? It's cool. It's fun. And, and our students already believe that. So um, they're really working to then gain industry knowledge. What we're providing them is we're, we're helping them gain industry knowledge and learn more about different product lines and specialties and, and career paths. We're, we're giving them professional development and leadership training and um, helping to build their, their network across the industry so that by the time they get to work in the business, they're set up for success and they're able to really add value and, uh, and hit the ground running. So we have a bunch of, a bunch of students who love insurance. <laughs> Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. 
We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's Virtual virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel, CAS certified. So are they going into the company side? Are they coming into the agency side? What's those dynamics look like, Alyssa? You know, it's. I would say it's. We really work to to expose them to areas of, across the industry. Um, it really mm -hmm. depends on who's showing up and who's engaging with with our students. Um, you know, they don't That's know it. that they want to be what they want to do until they see someone who's doing that, right? So that uh, we we work with um, a lot of, you know, insurance carriers, like I said, you know, really across across the industry, insurance carriers, um, I, really working to increase the exposure for the independent agency side of things and, and mm -hmm. independent um, brokers as well. I think that's somewhat underrepresented in terms of uh, the, the groups that are really investing in, in students and, and engaging with students. Um, but we're, we're, we want to make them aware of all the possibilities uh, across the industry. Zane, do you have a tailgate story similar to it? I mean, what what brought you to say, you know, hey, yeah, wow, this is awesome. I wish I had a tailgate story. We don't we don't have a football team at my university. Um, it's actually a funny story. We used to have a football team. Our last football coach was Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, so out of respect for Dwight Eisenhower wow. going off to fight in World War II, we no longer have a football team. Um, so wow. no 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 tailgate experience, nothing crazy fun like that. I just kind of took that leap. I knew I wanted to get involved with student organizations and Gamma was one of the ones that I picked kind of right off the bat. So no crazy fun story like Alyssa, but I just made the made the decision to join, showed up to the first meeting um, and then immediately realized that it was something for me, that it was something that was going to be worthwhile for me uh, throughout my college career. And it truly has been. It's been transformational for me just in the two and a half years that I've been a, a part of the program. What, what section are you going to go? What 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 area of insurance do you want to go? Actuary in an agency company? Where are you going to go? Um, I think I'll end up. Um, I'm going into reinsurance this summer. So I was okay. with a broker for a really long time. I'm going into reinsurance underwriting this summer for an internship, but I still have a year and a half. Um, so this is kind of my big internship between junior and senior year, which is typically how it would lay out for a student. Is between your junior and senior year, you'll do your big internship that you're hopefully going to go to full-time. So the goal is full-time reinsurance underwriting. So at, there's a saying out there that I was taught a long time ago. I've been in the business uh, 20, well, 20, 20 years. I was actually hired on uh, Christmas Eve of 2001. Um, so I'm actually literally, wow, I didn't even realize it till right now. That's like a week away. Congratulations. From wow, that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Holy shit. Loyal wow. listeners, you hear that? That's crazy. So anyways, um, Man, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, let's see, what is it talking about? Uh, so I was taught um, one in the, my very first month that a um, my mentor told me, which is something you need to find a lot of, Zane. Mentors are fan-frickin-tastic. Um, my mentor told me that actuaries, actuaries rule the world, <laughs> underwriters manage it, and insurance agents try to explain what all that means. 
And, 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 and why that made sense is, is I didn't understand that at the time. Right. But then later I realized that like these insurance companies would write a pool that had a, that, that didn't have a fence around it. But this company over here said, no, if we're going to write a pool, it has to have a fence around it. Mm -hmm. Well, in that world, that actuary who came up with that, they ruled that world that it doesn't matter. Our customers will say to us sometimes like, well, that's stupid. That company over there will do it. There's that, Hey, actuaries rule the world. The actuary they have says that they need to have a pool around it. Right. And it's the job of the underwriter to actually manage that. You know, is that realistic? Well, maybe if it's way out in the middle and nowhere and no one's around, we'll, we'll let that slide. But if it's in town, nope, gotta have the pool, you know, and then there are uh, the fence. And then there's me, the agent, who's having to explain why they rule the world and why they manage it the same way. So that's why I've always kind of seen it that way. So if you would have said actuary, I would have said, okay, well, he's probably going to be one of those dudes that's going to rule the world, right? Uh, it's just, just a little way to look at it. I had no idea what that meant when he told me that. And then like after two, three, four years, I'd look back on that and be like, okay, I, I get what he was saying. You got to listen to the old guys and the old girls, Zane. They really are the ones who know everything. It just seemed like they drive you crazy with their old boring shit. But actually that old boring shit tells the future of where you're going to be one day. Sorry, just had to tell you that, Zane. I yeah, just, it's good just, advice. Yeah, it really, well, I don't know if it's good advice, but it, it helped me. So that that's uh, take that for what it's worth. So Alyssa, why are you excited about what's going on in the insurance industry with talent and youth and 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 where our industry is going? Yeah, I I think, you know, we've been hearing for years that there's a talent gap, right? And for a while it was, it was looming, now it's coming up. We've got the the looming talent gap and it's not looming anymore. It's absolutely here. Uh, we have 50% of our workforce is slated to retire by 2034. You know, that's that's not that far away uh, within the next 15 years. And so we have all of the, all the, you know, the old guys and old girls that you mentioned, everyone's, you know, gearing up to retire. And so I think it, that's a, a challenge and we are seeing more that, you know, students and, and people are not just falling into insurance like so many others have before. They're choosing it and they're picking that as a career path. And so it's just a tremendous opportunity, I think, for young talent and, and, and for them to bring in fresh ideas and um, fresh skills and really fill that talent gap and, and meet that need. So it, it is, it's a great time. I always tell our students it's a great time to be joining the insurance industry uh, and you know, learn, from, learn from those who are gearing up to, you know, to, to conclude their career and make an impact from from early on. So I, I, I get excited Dude. by it. It's a big challenge. It's a big need in the industry, but I, it definitely excites me. Alyssa, so good what you said here. You said people are choosing insurance and just not falling into it. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. Uh, and, and Zane, I don't even know if you understand how important that is because that's how people have always gotten into this, you know, and, and, and me, I didn't come from a family um, that had an agency. I started mine from scratch, but my, my wife, 
my, my now wife, when we were 17, my father-in-law was the one who was like, dude, you need to get an insurance. And I, and cause he was in insurance and I'm like, dude, I'll never be in insurance a day in my life. I ain't doing that boring ass shit. <laughs> and then sure enough, nine 11 happened and I lost my job. And then I went and got my own licenses and I decided to just try to go get hired. And I got hired. Um, but luckily no one would hire me. It was crazy. I was 22 years old. No one would hire me at all because I had a license, but I didn't have any experience and no one wanted to take the time. Um, now today that would happen. I mean, we're just like, if a young person walked in my agency and said, Hey, I wanted to get an insurance. We'd be like clamoring from them. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know what I mean? So, so. And, and, you know, and the great thing about it is Zane is here, here's, here's something that sometimes I don't think people talk about is, is, um, is how great the industry is. Like the industry is absolutely fantastic. And for, for many, many reasons, but I, I say, I say this number one to you probably already understand this part, Zane, is that nothing in the world happens without insurance. Yeah. Nothing in the world happens. Here's something that I said in March of 2020. If you want to see what the world would look like without insurance, look at it right now. At the beginning of COVID, when we did not have a coverage for business income and for these companies to continue to operate, even though they had had a loss, okay, and they had to send all their employees home, there was finally something had happened in the world that there was no insurance coverage to, to, to take its spot. And we'll get, get, look what happened. The world collapsed. Think of that. If you want to see what the world looked like without insurance, look at March of 2020 and basically for, you know, the next six, seven, eight months until we kind of started to get back. We're still not together. Great. But if there would have been an insurance product like business income that actually would have paid. And now there's a reason why I'm not saying a business income should have paid. It's not, it's not written correctly the way that it is now, but let's just say if it would have covered it, all the people still would have stayed home but all the businesses would have stayed open. I don't know where the insurance companies would have got all the money, but you know, uh, let's just say that that just happened. I mean, we would not be in the situation where we are. So that's what I try to explain to people, everybody, but also young people when they're trying to make a determination because insurance actually really, really is important. It's important to the world. And then number two, it's important to you personally, because I believe wholeheartedly that there are five rules. There are five truths of insurance is what I call them. Okay. I believe that in this industry, we believe a bunch of lies about old school ways of doing things. And it prevents us from finding the bet, the truths. And this is, if you're an agent, this is, if you're an actuary, a C, a C suite or an underwriter, you you're going to have financial freedom. Like you've never had before this, this, this industry will give you things that you, that in, in, in put you in financial positions or put you next to people or talking to people that you're like, wow, I've, I never would have talked to him. Last week, I was on the phone with two guys, and one of the guys, his name was Josh Coleman. He's a billionaire, okay? Now, we were talking about something that had to do with insurance, and I was on the phone with his agent and his broker, and we were talking about something that had specifically to do with one of my niches. I never would have talked to a billionaire. I got the guy now, like, I, those are these are little bitty things that you don't realize that you see. It will give you a flexible schedule and financial freedom. Those are my first two because the schedule you're going to get in this is going to allow you. If you look at, if you look at all the actuaries who have ever been out there or all of the underwriters who are out there and you talk to their kids, they'll always say, my mom and dad never missed a game. And I, we always went on like three or four or five vacations a year that were really, really awesome that my friends never mm -hmm. went on. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just a flat out truth right there. So that's what you have for your, for your, for your future, a community contributor. 
being someone who knows and knows something about insurance, whether you're an agent or anywhere that you work in the industry, it allows you to be somebody in your community, somebody you are seen as a professional. People start to look up to you. You start to have more financial means to be able to give back to the community. You have more time that you can give your time back to the community. It allows you to be an empire builder right? You're going to be an underwriter. You're going to be helping other agents in your company craft who they are and how successful they are with their clients and or agents, right? That's, that's, you're literally being put in a spot where you can be an empire builder. And because everything you're going to learn in your life is going to be so awesome, then is going to change your life. You're going to have people who are finding you. And number five is mentor. You're going to be seen as a mentor. People are going to look at you and be like, wow, how, how could I be like he was? And you don't realize that it's just because you went to a Christian or a Catholic college and happened to, you know, submit for this wherever it is. I can't remember what you said, how you fell into it. But that's, that's how it happens, right? And those are the five truths. Financial freedom, flexible schedule, community contributor, empire builder, and mentor. And, and so right now, Zane, even me hearing you hearing me say that probably doesn't mean what it will to you when you're 25, 30, 35, and you have your own family. So good for you for making this choice. And one of the best things you can do for this industry is to go out and preach how great you think it is because not, you're just not helping this industry. You're helping your whole generation by discovering yep. this. I mean, I, th I, my father-in-law, he drives me nuts. He's my father-in-law, right? But I love the guy that he introduced me to this great industry we have there. That's, that's my spiel, but I truly, truly believe that Zane. Does, yeah, that, does that sound fitting? Yeah, definitely. And I like as the as the president of our chapter at my university, that's what I do a lot of the time. That's a lot of my responsibility Boy. is to convince people in our business school, convince people who are even already in our risk management program to get more involved. And the more students I talk to within our chapter at the conferences that Gamma Iota Sigma puts on, the more I realize, just like Alyssa said, people are excited to get into this now. And I think the more I talk to students, the more I realize the thing that excites them the most is the insurances, the insurance industry's ability to impact the world. It's like the things you mentioned, nothing can exist without insurance. If you want to innovate, insurance is always at the forefront of innovation. There you go, brother. Happen yeah. without it. And so those, those are the things that are exciting my generation because these students aren't just graduating from these business programs, wanting to go sit at a desk and do business nine to five and then leave. They're wanting to graduate and they're wanting to change the world. And insurance is one of those industries where you always know you're going to be doing that because the world can't change without insurance there to help change yeah. it. And I'll just add on to that. We So we actually yeah. ask our students, we do an annual recruiting survey every year. And one of the questions we ask them is, why did you pick the insurance industry? Why are you interested in that? What we hear from them is that it's multifaceted, right? So many different opportunities. Um, it is uh, high earning potential, an opportunity to, uh, to, to make an impact philanthropic and innovative is also what we hear that students are picking insurance, you know, because it, I think it, it, our industry has not historically been seen as one of the more innovative industries, but obviously that perception is changing a little bit, which is exciting for us. So I could say I'm kind of innovative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm innovative. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
That's great. Kind of wrapping this up, Zane, your time has been great. And Alyssa, Alyssa, what, what would you like for other people to know out there? Same thing with you, uh, Zane, as you wrap it up. But Alyssa, we'll start with you first. Like, what, what do you want people to know out there about what you do, who you are, how people can find you, or just what do you have to say? Yeah, I, I would just say, um, reiterate the importance of no matter what size your organization is, no matter what position you hold in that organization, whether you're the CEO of a large insurance carrier or whether you're in your first insurance job, but, uh, you know, at, at an insurance agency, I think everyone has the opportunity to impact talent and the future of talent, even if that's just finding someone, you know, if you're a producer at an agency, who can you mentor? You know, is there is there is there a new hire that you can really take under your wing? Do you guys have an internship program? Can you can you help create that or make suggestions? I think it's just no matter what your your role is, I think it's important that everyone know you can impact the future of talent. You can support students like Zane and really build your talent pipeline for your organization. Um, and just so just want to stress the importance of that. It's no longer just a job for HR, right? It's going to take everyone exactly right. to, to get involved and and uh, build their talent pipeline for for your organization. Alyssa, well said. Zane? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to end up talking about similar things as Alyssa, but I'll, I'll stick a little bit more on the intern side of things is that you're, you're, it's always good to invest in interns to bring them into the company um, because like, like we said, that the talent gap is here, it's coming. And so investing not just with young new hires, but even before students have graduated a college program, investing in those interns early on and trusting them to do things that aren't stereotypical intern tasks. So trusting them to actually touch business, to actually get to take on cool and interesting projects within the organization is the yes. absolute best way to keep them in the industry because they've been shown from an early point that they're trusted, that it's something that's engaging and it's investing in your organization as well. Those interns can provide value to the organization if you give them the opportunities to do so. And so we've got students all over the country, like Alyssa said, that are ready and excited to get into the industry and they're looking for these opportunities and there's more than enough opportunities out there. And so just opening these organizations up to bring these interns in and give them dynamic opportunities is I, what I think will be the biggest step towards kind of closing that talent gap because that early investment is what's going to get people excited about the industry and keep them in. And then we will be able to continue to, to push that exciting innovation that we talked about. Well that said, dude. Said, yes. Alyssa and Zane, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. And I know you guys are leaders, so you must be readers. What are you reading right now, Zane? Disappointing answer. Absolutely nothing. I finished uh, finals a week ago, so I'm oh. academically tapped out right now. Too many. Yeah, do you listen to Audible? Do you read any? Um, sorry. Do you read any? I do read. I typically read. Um, yeah. I, I love a, a political memoir. I love history books, that sort of thing. The most yep. recent book that I think I finished um, was a history book about the flood of 1927 in San Antonio. So super boring. Dude, you're a straight geek my... like me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes, I love shit like that. There was a flood in 1927 in San Francisco. San Antonio. I San Antonio. might have the year slightly wrong. It was in the 1920s, um, but Still. it was crazy. And it, it had huge insurance implications too. The book doesn't talk about insurance, but when you read it, there's insurance implications in the book. I highly suggest it. It's called oh. West Side Rising. 
Oh, loyal listeners, you hear it? He's already geekified. He's already being sucked in on this shit we call insurance. Oh, my God. Zay, that's great, man. Good for you. Alyssa, how about you? Are you I, reading anything? Yeah, I am currently reading Winning the War in Your Mind by um, Craig Groeschel. And it's all about really kind of managing, you know, we're, we're, we're so in our heads these days and how you can really, um, really manage your thoughts and to to contribute to, ultimately it contributes to your success, right? Um, you know, okay. how, how you train your thoughts, it, it really does impact what ends up happening, your actions in, in, in the future. So highly recommend it. I love it. It's got a lot of activity. Say it again. What was the name? What was the name it's, again, Alyssa? Uh, winning the War in Your Mind. I actually think I have a copy of the book right here. Winning the War in Your Mind. Highly, highly okay. recommend. It's okay. A great book. All right. I love stuff like that. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Zane, once again, thank you very much for being a part of this. I really do. Alyssa as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, and uh, Zane, your life is, is going to be uh, is going to be so good. I'm serious. You've, you've chosen a great career. You're going to hang out with great people. Um, and like I said, because of those five truths, you're going to have more in life. I just can't, I, I, I'm just an absolute geek about this. I mean, I think, I mean, I say it all the time. Insurance has taken me places that I never thought I'd go. It's helped me meet people that I never thought I'd meet. It's given me a life that me and my family never thought that we would ever have. And that is the damn truth for it. And, uh, and Zane, you're just on the beginning side of that. And I'm excited. I wish I knew what I knew now, but then again, I probably wouldn't be here if I did. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Remember, tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Zane. She's Alyssa. And we are out.